0: After buzz is genius tonight, we say death to illusions. Hello to Fernand, and you know farewell to Dora. Maybe stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion. After Buzz TV, and now let the buzz begin.
0: Hi, genius fans. Welcome back. We got a full crew here. Yes. Hello, panel. How are we today? We are good. Yeah. Feeling good. Yes. Let the folks know who you guys are.
1: Hey, I'm Mina.
2: Hi, I'm Zach Silverman.
0: <laughs> I'm Joanne Monique, uh, and as every week, we're going to be delving into the life of Pablo Picasso. This week, 1905 and 1944, both in Paris. Very different Paris's. Very different Picassos uh falling in love out of love ruining love it's very messy uh what did you guys think about this episode we were talking a little bit before we began uh last week very action-packed a lot of things happening kind of crazy this week a little less so i mean we have the death of max which is pretty sad uh we meet apollinaire who's really cool uh we get a uh first love picasso which is very interesting i never thought he would ever be this whipped uh and also we, we get some issues with dora what are your thoughts
1: Yeah, I mean I think we get to see Picasso in different contexts and how he loves and how that love and soft side of his has kind of changed throughout the course of his life. Like we see a much softer Picasso in his early life. That's a very nice way of putting it. Who really like loves love and like feels it with intensity and then we see it transition into more like power. How would you phrase it, Zach? Uh,
2: Like a Pokemon.
0: What? The, the, evolutions the evolution of Picasso. the evolution of Picasso.
2: Seriously. Okay. But it's, it's. I, mean, I don't know, I caught uh, in one of the commercials, there was like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing of, uh, I guess, how uh, Antonio Banderas and uh, the actor named Alex both, uh, I guess, watched each other for nuances. And, like, there's little things in the way Alex uh, speaks uh, that resonates with, like, how... Um, Antonio Banderas is, mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting to see the young love with Alex and an old love with Picasso. But like the old love, it's like the jaded side. But then this is like the young bohemian side of of love, and it's an evolution of how Picasso became who he who he is and like what he does.
0: It's interesting because we're see, as we see those comparisons. I feel like uh, when we see him with Fernand, it's kind of an old love, you know, the kind of I just want to make sure you have a clean house and are you comfortable and what do you need. It's the idea want to take
2: of what care love of you. should be.
1: But it's sure, also it's my a deal. first love, so you're willing to do anything and everything for your first love.
0: My point being that the second time, this, with the second love with Dora and even with Francois, it's so much about himself. It's such a selfish kind of love.
2: We still haven't seen his wife, where he kind of. bared a child. Like, I'm, shouldn't that be the second love? Maybe you would think, right? I don't. I, don't don't, I, don't, I mean, we saw two episodes worth of the child, mm-hmm. the, the daughter,
0: uh, Mary Therese. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't his know. wife. He left that girl behind a long time ago. Yeah, he did. Uh, But let's just hop into 1905 and Apollinaire, who is an incredible human being. I don't want to give away too much of what we might get into later. He's a new poet. Later. Let's just uh, say he's
2: a, a bohemian poet that's added to the crew.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, he's a surrealist. Yes, um, Mike, Mike History considers him the founder of surrealism, like the godfather of surrealism. Um, and he also... I'll give you a little bit of hint for the future. Uh, coins the term Cubism, so he's obviously going to have a very large impact, uh, not just on the art scene but on Picasso. What were your first impressions of Apollinaire?
2: I mean, we got to see him in the bank, and it took me off guard because I didn't realize the juxtaposition of this man just like like you know psh, 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 yes. flipping papers and stuff, and then you see him uh, this like bourgeois kind of guy standing on a on a on a table like s- speaking from a notebook, and it was just so. Different, and I was like, Oh, that's the same person. Cool. What are we getting out of this? And um, we later find out they were drinking, um, absinthe. absinthe, yeah, the green, the green, what do they call it?
0: Lots of drug use in here. Oh uh, my god, so much drug use. Mis- I think
2: I wrote something down about like, um, uh, the debauchery that gives inspiration to Picasso and I guess to these poets mm. as well. It's, it's so interesting to. To see the fuel behind these things.
0: Well, as we we're talking about love, we know that some of the first stuff that Picasso painted was either to impress his father, for his family, uh, to remember his little sister. And I like that at the end of this episode, skipping ahead just a little bit, we, we see him trying to paint the truth right he keeps going on and on about like yeah i want to see the world through eyes that are not a copy but i also want to get to the truth of these harlequins and what's going on and even he said
2: it's a a new century everything is is changing and uh so should art
0: yeah he says we have photographs already to tell us what people look like so we don't need that anymore so he's trying to look at a new branch of art what do you guys think of the harlequin painting
2: well, uh, we got an evolution of it, which is awesome. Um, we begin, like, we see the actual... I just love how they take concepts of art that is popular in life, mm. and they kind of tell the story behind it. Mm-hmm. We had that in, like, episode two, I think, with the uh, the dance or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and now we have this, where we see the Harlequins, and who would have thought... I mean, maybe it's a true story, maybe it's not. He's just walking down the streets of Paris, a little high, and he sees this, like, little... Uh, Uh, Circus, and this is where he gets the idea for it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, but he has the picture of it where it's just a a simple sketch, Uh, and then it goes on to like a a mid-sized painting where where you could see more of the form of like like a. I've seen it in history uh, in art classes and stuff, Mm -hmm. and in the giant painting of it, I was just like, "Oh, that's right! I know what this painting is." It's awesome to see the like where it stems from. Um,
0: And to see the scale and the brushstroke is really kind of impressive. Yeah,
2: and it's it's it's. it's it's breathtaking really is what it is to like see what he's seeing out of it and to pair it with and I'm um, what's his name I don't know how to pronounce it Apollinaire Apollinaire thank yeah. you to see his evolution cuz he before the painting was even done wrote up on it and then when it was finally done like his whole diatribe on it it, it it's i believe that it, i i would not see why that wouldn't be from like actual history
0: totally totally it it was a great poem it was great to see uh the painting i think what the show genius does so well is as we saw in season one like i was nervous i was like i'm not a mathematician i'm gonna be able to keep up like national geographic it's history but they made math come to life in a way that always felt very simple to understand until i walked away and had to explain it i was like you gotta listen to him tell it jeffrey rush knows what he's doing uh in the same way that i feel like they made paintings come to life uh, in this season, and it's really impressive. Uh, also impressive, uh, Max. I really like math. Max. I like uh, T.K. Knight is an incredible actor, and so to see him doing something where you're not instantly like, T.K., what's up? Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. I think he's doing a great job. But this kid is really fooling himself if he thinks he's not gay.
2: He's not He's not really in this episode so much. I mean, he's there, mm. but it, it's more about Paul Nair and totally. Picasso. But it's kind of interesting because I feel like... Um, we find later in, in, further in history, when Max gets arrested by the Gestapo, that he was, like, a voice of the generation still. Like, I kind of was looking at Max in the beginning, not knowing who he was, and being mm-hmm. like, he's just kind of going to fade away, like, being a friend of Picasso. And, you know, here's a who, that's a poet. Like, he, he has is presence. presence, and he's speaking and saying all these things, and here's Max, who's just like, my poem is at the bottom right there, this little, like, bottle, you know, but... I'm glad he moves on to do something with himself.
0: Was Apollinaire's quit the best quit of all time, Mina? Would you ever exit a job the way Apollinaire did?
1: I mean, why not? Like, he's he's more of a passionate person that just his heart is on his sleeve. And he's yeah. exactly, exactly what you were saying, like, completely different from Max's character. So if he does something, the whole world is going to know about it. It's not just going to be, like but one person. It's going to be a complete was, a complete a show. Yeah, He's yeah. like the original spoken word what was the artist. Last,
2: what was the last line that he said, I am the monster or something like that? That mm-hmm. was powerful.
0: A man who drinks blood from humans and enjoys it or something. It was wild. His poetry is nuts. I was reading some of it uh, in between commercial breaks and it it's really fun and the way it reads is not, um, his stanzas tend to be a little bit longer but with short clipped sentences. So when you're reading it, it feels impactful. I like short, punchy kind of things. Um, but you should definitely check out Pioneer's Rick, if you have it.
2: I love how it's like um, we see – when I was watching this episode, you got the the uh, forceful empowerment of, like, the older generation. Mm. And you have, like, this – you think maybe he's married. He's like, yeah, I have other things to attend to. I have to go home to. <laughs> yeah, he's coming home to his mother. So sad. And his mom just reams into him about being this artist. And – I mean, we were around for the turn of the century of 2000. I feel like something like this similar kind of happened with art and everything and, and breaking out. But, I don't know, my parents are really supportive of things, you know, mm. in life. I can't imagine living a life where it's like, no, fall in line. You will be a lawyer. Like, you'll be a bank teller. All these things, these characters that we're seeing were mm. like, no wonder such masterpieces came about. They had people telling the complete opposite of what to do and fall in line. And you have Picasso and... Uh, uh, What's his love name? The, the younger... Francois? Francois, mm-hmm. and then Apollinaire. All these people. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah, the turn of the century is a really interesting time for art. Uh, if you look at... It's a time when women are first exploring what is it like to just walk around the street without an escort? <laughs> like, I just be a person? Really dope. Um, you've got artists who, again, are like, I want to explore the what I see in my head versus what's actually here on planet Earth. I um, And it, it's cool to explore it through here. I find we're getting a lot of Nazi intersection... In genius, perhaps it's just because of our first two subjects.
2: Hey, I think uh, the the theme of genius is going to fall into like that time period. It, ha- it can't mm. go too far back because that has to be relatable. Like World War Two is relatable to me, but not World War One.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah,
2: so I think it's like, going to fall. World War One, in...
0: very relatable. Oh,
2: it's very relatable, but like my grandfather fought in World War Two, whereas like so you're more connected to World War II. more connected to it. Yeah, sure. Where like I feel like the point of genius is to kind of, it's na- national. Eh, not Geo's first scripted uh, television they're going to want to keep people enthralled um, and in line not in line but you know yeah, it, it needs to
1: be, mm-hmm. yeah. It can't be so far removed where you can't understand it, but it's way back in history. Like, like when it something go- that's only a couple generations you, Well, you need yeah.
0: multiple um, verifiable subjects because it's it's very historically accurate, or as yes. historically accurate as you can possibly be in a fictional retelling of something. Some of these people um, so were it. still, like,
2: alive, like, 20 years ago.
0: Totally, absolutely. But, you know, Dora died in
2: 1997, mm-hmm. so there's probably a lot of interviews and a lot of like conversations that like the dinner table with that gentleman Mm -hmm. caller I guess we could just call him probably happened (laughs) you know it probably was like a little uh, a a few to to Picasso
0: god that dinner was great we're gonna get there let's wrap up with 1905 really quick uh by having a little fun yeah definitely
2: yeah yeah Uh, We can wrap it up by having a little fun uh, by learning to grow in all areas of your life. For those of you – for those who do, uh, we've got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos uh, Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. It ranges from health and wealth to career, relationships, finances and more. Let our Maria, be the bigger, the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know that it was us that sent you there. Uh, Conversations with Marina Monono's podcast edition. Check it out.
0: Super good. Love Maria. Super supportive. Amazing. And her information, you can take it to the bank. Uh, What Picasso could not take to the bank was 300 francs. Uh, (laughs) That was the the most brutal deal ever. 700 to 500 to 300.
1: Man, what a kick in the shins you know that, what? Was. Yeah, you know that was. That was very upsetting. I was like, the costar does not know how to negotiate. That's like, not why negotiating. Why is he settling? Why is he settling?
2: Mm, no, 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 no. This was not settling. Yeah, go for it. Go for that. A good, good for that man, for that art, sell, that art dealer. He's like <laughs> no, an art dealer, right? what a right? jerk. What a jerk. First off, he lent him money so that he could paint those things, and he's asking for 700 for a piece of all paintings. He's like, I'll give you seven hundred for all three. I'm like, okay, that's a fair deal. You also got like, you wanted to painted it without him, mm. you know. And then he's pretty much said, "F you," and walked off. Would you give money to somebody who walked in afterwards and said, you know, you know what, I kind of <laughs> do need the money. Will you take it anyway? I'd be like, hey, five hundred. Look, I need he, to do it a second time. the <laughs> <did a> really, <laughs> second time. It was
0: a really good business deal for that guy. I, I I totally agree with your statement. Like, look, you he lent you money so you could do the paintings in the first place. So somewhere in there, you need to be able to pay him back. I think it would have been much smarter for Picasso to come in and be like, here's the price of my paintings. We'll take off what I owe you for the paintings from, from the paints yeah. from last time I saw you. Here's our final deal. I feel like the guy would have been much more amendable to that. Um, maybe he was a little pompous. But what again, what a kick in the shins. You know three paintings are worth way more. You know, 100 francs each. You could probably sell each of them for five hundred. Hey, look, he
2: was going to him for a reason. I mean, maybe he's like on his last leg of who he could uh, go to to sell. He's probably burned not a very lot reliable. of bridges. No, it
0: like. it's totally true. But he does it for a good cause. He wants the $300. He can get his opium for his girl so she can relax and kick it for a bit. Um,
2: <laughs> Which, by the way, he just, two episodes ago or an episode ago, was just like, um, or with the ether. He's like, oh, no, I lost a friend to opium. I'm not going to do that. He's like, no, 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 it's ether.
0: So let let... It different. I do remember that. So now
2: why is he doing opium all of a sudden? it's a
0: girl. It's different now. <laughs>
2: Emotions,
0: love is in the air. Um, First love,
2: that's all it is. It's You true. know what's you know what's really pretty about this yeah. though? We don't have love like this anymore.
1: Don't we? No one to kick it with
2: and smoke opium. No, I mean, I... who's going to come smoke opium? No, I mean, love in a sense where this un- it's unrequited. Like he saw her drop a scarf and saw like the sadness in her eyes, and it's like there's something there. I love you, and like he doesn't know anything about her, just that she's her neighbor, his, his neighbor, and he's like. I love you. Like, just so sure of it. I love you. Move in with me. Just like,
0: it's I feel simple. like we simple do, times but it happens on Instagram, and it's more creepy. I know. I was
1: thinking that it comes in the form of sliding into the DMs. Exactly. Or creating like artworks artwork on Instagram and tagging yeah. the you person Yeah, you know, people night. get into it. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but it's this whole song and dance. It's like, this is, like, more pure, where...
0: We don't have a 1905 Paris, France, Cobble Street slide uh, to if it. If I had
2: a Cobble Street, let me tell you... <laughs> <laughs> Any woman walking down that would be exactly going to be putting the love down on the ladies? Just, to,
0: yeah. Uh, but it works. She likes it. it. Uh, she, she likes her little shrine, even though she was at first like, don't pay me. I get paid for this. Which, stand up for yourself. Know your a sister. I appreciated that. Um, but she does. She leaves her abusive uh, living boyfriend, and she moves in with Picasso, and he says things are going to be great. Uh, our good painting. friend. He did. He did finish his painting, but decides to take it back. We'll get to Matisse in a second. Yeah. Um. My good friend, uh, uh, where is your name?
2: Max Apollo John, uh, 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 uh the, the butler, his manservant. The butler, I
0: wrote his name as Jaime, Jaime? Sar- Sabarates Something, mm, yeah, Jaime,
2: say that twice. I won't, I'll no. just
0: say Jaime. Cool. Jaime. Jaime has warned us that it doesn't work out in the future. He tells us, I don't need to know the future to know that your love with Francois is not going to work out. Based on that, we can assume the Salvador is not working out. Mary Therese, as you mentioned before, we haven't seen in a long time, yeah. and uh, Fernand is not in the picture. So clearly, it does not work out. We'll have to see where it goes. Let's get into Matisse to transition to Paris. Matisse, uh, nineteen forty four. Sorry, Matisse is amazing. Looking at his artwork, I was like, Wait, I would also uh, not want to show my Harlequin painting are because me nineteen oh
2: five, not nineteen forty
0: four. Yeah, I would take Matisse into nineteen forty four though, because I think a lot of what we were seeing with that jealousy and that desire to continue to paint like like we haven't seen picasso thinks all of his work is great so far everything we've seen of him has been like i'm so good oh my god yeah. or it's missing something yeah let me try to get it back or i was painting really good then and it's not living up to that but i know i can get back there this is the first time where he was like no yeah no i will not show this look there's a genius out here and i gotta met that guy And I think it plays a lot into why he is so convinced of his genius in 44 as Jaime was telling us, like, look, for 50 years, this guy's been able to do whatever the hell he wants. It starts here. Yeah. So.
2: 50 years. Oh, my. Oh, I didn't even put that two and two together. I'm here for
0: you, buddy. That is. (laughs) Yeah. So, what do you guys think is happening with this rivalry between Matisse? He hasn't even met Matisse yet.
2: I don't know, but I'm loving it because we got... We had Matisse. This is the first time we see Matisse. No, they talked about it before.
0: We talked about it, but but we haven't seen
1: it. And says like compliments his painting, and then he's like, "That's a Matisse." (laughs) So like, there's always like this underlying jealousy going on. I think it's great.
2: It's the rivalry that like uh, every like the first season of Genius was Albert Einstein, and then there was all these other geniuses that he rivaled, and it could have easily been like. That person's show, and we could have gotten a little mm-hmm. glimpse of Albert. Mm-hmm. But like, that's this season where it's just like we chose Pablo Picasso, and we're getting a little bit of Patisse, Matisse. But it could have easily been reversed, <laughs> you true. know. And I'm sure Matisse is like shaking in his boots, like looking at Pablo, and be like, "Who is this Spaniard?" And like, I don't know. Um, I've always heard of Matisse, never looked at his work, but oh. seeing the two photos it, or paintings. They quoted it perfectly. Uh, He's bent all the rules and I want to smash them. Mm. Um, Which is fuel for Picasso to, I think, why he became such a great artist. Because he, you know, had someone that was, like, outshining him in his own eyes, though. Totally. I feel like the world looked at both of them and was like, these people are, like, revolutionary for our time. Well, it seems Mm
0: -hmm. because at the um time... when uh, he's at the shop trying to sell his work, he's like Matisse gets seven hundred painting. He's like, yeah, that guy's a genius. Yeah, I don't know who you are, little Pablo Picasso from Spain, but you're not Matisse yet. So I feel like, and you know, long haul look at history, totally the yeah. same. But in this in this one year, like there's a clear difference. But
2: you know what's interesting? Uh, if you caught a glimpse of like they unraveled his paintings, it was paintings of the old, mm-hmm. which is weird because he's going to. Well, it's not too weird. He's going to this uh, old pompous guy. You think that's what he would want, also? But he referenced Matisse, and it's like he's a genius. And then we get to see him, Matisse, and it's just like I always thought history of art was interesting because there was this point of surrealism of like painting like so to the point where we didn't have photos. But then like I guess when photos came around, it flipped, and people are like, "Screw that! I'm gonna paint what I see in my head." And Matisse purple skies or purple people and like they were naked and it was just like dots and it was just that painting was Mm so real like he said it was like i'm in his dream Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know where i'm going with this but i'm just saying it's beautiful
0: again because they bring (laughs) the art to life like art doesn't have to have a meaning or an end but you felt that painting and i think as a person who's looked at a lot of art just online um a lot of museums have really great high-res copies of their the artwork they own on their websites but it doesn't quite it doesn't amount quite to what we that. saw tonight.
2: Do you think that was the real Matisse? Do you I think it was don't. donated? Yeah, that's a good question. That would be awesome. And I feel it like it would be awesome. I feel, I feel like, like the, the show has the gravitas to do that. I feel like, I don't what, know. what was it, Sam and Sarah yeah. who came on last season? Mm-hmm. I feel like they would totally do something and get like that.
0: Totally. That would be awesome. Uh, we saw Matisse's woman with the hat, which was the one where the kind of looking over her shoulder <laughs> and it was like all the purple and the colors. Um, it's great. I'm looking forward to the reveal of the person Matisse. I think it's going to be really interesting to see their first interaction with one another. Hopefully, we do actually get to go to the Auburn Salon. Let's move very quickly into 1944. Uh, Max is taken by Nazis. The Gestapo has the nerve to come into a church.
2: Oh, yeah, they were glooming, like, in that black leather and everything. I was like, mm, this Mm -hmm. isn't going to end well.
0: Uh, Was it upsetting to anyone else the fact that the parishioners just left?
2: Everyone just left, yeah. Even the...
0: Walked right past Max and didn't say anything. The The parishioner.
2: Yeah.
0: It was brutal. Um... And of course, he's taken and he dies. Uh, never went it to a camp, thank goodness. Um, yeah, I
2: don't understand why he was in a, a hospital. Like I thought, it was towards the end of the war, mm-hmm. so wouldn't they've just thrown him in a camp? Like I, I feel like they were like really starting to ramp up, ex- like killing people at that point.
0: Uh, the exterminations were in full effect uh, toward the end of the war, but they were waiting for a, a ruling, I believe, is what was happening. Yeah, but because the guy comes in and interferes, and he's like, "Hey, look." we got to take a second to figure out what we're going to do with this guy. He's uh, a Catholic. Of course, uh, Vaughn is the guy who was talking to him in the Nazi office. John. John is the guy who was uh, speaking on behalf of Max. Yes. Vaughn is the man who was basically telling him, like, that's gibberish. He's Jewish. Don't say that again. Yeah. Uh, which was crazy. Because you would think if the issue, uh, I don't know, it doesn't have to make sense because it's hate, but it seems to me that if the issue was, like, you don't believe in our ways... I know there's also, like, a bunch of things about genetics and yeah, stupid, stupid BS, stuff. but yeah. um, it seems crazy to me that you would want to turn somebody away who is like, I renounce my Judaism and I embrace Catholicism and I have God.
2: I think the fact that, like, because uh, he even said he's like, I'm not a Philistine. Like, mm-hmm. I have read his work and I don't, I think he said he didn't understand or wasn't. he didn't like it, but he appreciated
0: it. Yeah, he's just moved by it. Was, moved they had by it had power.
2: It had power, yeah, which is like, cool so you're gonna tag him for two of three things but like he technically wasn't a jew anymore like never really came out gay mm-hmm. and he's like kind of a voice of of france uh, paris and like you're still gonna just throw him away which mm-hmm. is like why come on
0: and, it, and not doing anything like not out in the streets no, protesting just living a quiet life chilling, yeah. at a monastery the nazis are terrible we knew that but just consistently awful awful human beings how
2: did you feel about picasso Went the signing. At
0: the funeral? No. Or just so, signing. Okay, so first. Signing. Okay. So
2: we'll sign in with I don't know. Okay, so here's my cowardly, question. but at the same time I'm like, we might not have had a Pablo if he was gonna be so such a stubborn, um, you know, let me uh give it to the man kinda of so thing. So my
0: question after that scene was he was, was right. he being on? Well, was he being honest in that if I go again like I could make it worse for him?
2: Oh, I absolutely thought he would have made it worse. If he signed that, mm. Max would have gone to the concentration camps. Mm. 100%. Hard
0: hard thing. I don't want my friend dying thinking I didn't support them. And I also would want to do everything in my power to support them. But also, I have to know like how my voice carries. And at the time, his voice was pretty he was, toxic. He
2: was, yeah, he was on thin ice. Oh, wow,
0: it's nuts. The funeral, though. Ah, morally, I'm sort of with himself. Dora. Morally, he made I'm with Dora. It was but at the same time, I hate funerals, dude. Yeah. And I don't believe that putting a person in the ground and saying goodbye in that way is. Is me saying goodbye to them, you know.
2: If they didn't have the line of him saying, um, "I uh, I want to remember him for him when he was alive, mm-hmm. not dead." That line wasn't there. I would have thought he was a pompous, selfish asshole.
0: Mm. Well, uh, it, but like
2: you know, he.
1: That, it harks right back to Carles <laughs> from everyone expresses ago. grief in a different way. So Truly, you can't really... yeah, but
2: the way he expressed grief was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna look at him and see myself in the box." Like it's not about you. It's about your friend who just died. It's
0: really not. Death is about not the person who died or the person, individual experiencing it, but the community who is lost. I firmly believe that. So we have a whole bunch of people here mourning who yes. came to you believing that, hey, we know you're his friend, we know you tried to help him throughout Like, let's mourn this loss together. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I think what we learned about Carles mm-hmm. from two episodes ago where he stopped painting and then all he painted was death and it mm-hmm. totally, like, death does have a powerful impact on Picasso, clearly. So it, okay. it might still be an asshole thing to do. Maybe yeah. you need to get over yourself and... Yeah. and face whatever, you're constantly telling people to face their fears and to just jump and do it all the time, everybody else. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to you, you were like, no,
1: I can't. I I feel like he, like, it's so weird because I feel like People in in life start out as narcissists and think about themselves. Like when you're mm. a child, you're very egocentric sure. and it's all about Ooh, you. Good point. And then you as you grow up, you start to realize like other people have feelings and other people have their own unique experiences. But with Picasso, it yeah. almost seems like the way they're portraying his personality is reversed. Where yeah. he starts out being a very empathetic person yeah. when he's a child and even in his early adulthood, and then later transitions into this like egocentric, narcissistic personality where he does make things about himself and his own personal that's suffering. That's a perfect place to transition into Dora and
0: the madness that's happening <sighs> inside of her. Poor Dora. Look, so Dora is perpetually lying. She is backsliding. She's drinking a lot more. Um, she's drunk in the middle of the day, but she's still putting on art shows. She's still trying to engage. And she's still very much in love with Picasso. He proposes this polyamorous <laughs> if you're going to be poly everyone has to know and agree to it okay you cannot just begin polyamorous relationships like my little girlfriend's totally fine with you she's cool she's advanced (laughs) like why would you even worry sit down to dinner it'll be great how do you think about door what do you think about dora's deterioration through this time and is that her is she is she going insane or is it her circumstances and she's not getting the kind of help that she needs
2: i think ferdinand said it right um you think she's such a free spirit, free thinker, that she's okay with this, but she's really not. Mm. Um, and she's like, I'm going to take care of myself, but I hope That's you take Francois, care of That's Francois, sorry. Her. Francois.
0: I said I was going to do the same thing. The names are so I, close. Who did I say? Uh, Ferdinand. Ferdinand, uh, who's yeah, the first Francois, girlfriend. Francois, thank
2: yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I hope you take care of Francois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Dora. Dora. Dora.
0: There's a lot of names, guys. guys, You know what we're saying. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, which I thought was very mature of her. He calls her a child, and I'm like, sir,
1: really? And I was like, it was the most childish thing he could have said, because Mm -hmm. he's sitting there and pouting like a child. Mm -hmm. He takes a cigarette. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) yes! so, So upset. Like, everything about the way he's acting, it's like he's throwing a little tantrum because he can't get what he wants. I
0: really wanted Francois to just throw him a side eye and be like, me childish in this moment. I'm telling you to take she care did, of this woman who loves did. you. Who the only place she could think to go was come back to you. I mean, she's bashing her head into mirrors. She's walking around at night, like um, dissociating, dissociating with reality. Like it's not good for anyone. Well, she's a you surrealist doing? painter, so maybe it helps her with her artwork.
1: Oh, please,
0: we gotta stop putting <laughs> so art pain. At- Artists don't need to experience pain to create great art. That is such a fallacy that we've created throughout history and time. And say, if you're not hurting, then you're not making good stuff. I think sometimes really great things happen to come out of pain. But I think when we look to pain to be the motivator, we get people who die so early and are constantly just hurting. And I don't think that your life should be just pain in order to be a good artist. Picasso clearly didn't need to experience a lot of pain to become a great mm, artist. No. Like he, he took some of his tragedies and made great work, but... For the most part, he lived a life that was very much very in the way lively. that he wanted to do yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, so poor, poor Dora's not doing good. I will uh, wanted to applaud Francois for bringing Andre because what a baller move. <laughs> How did you guys think when she showed up with another dude?
1: I don't know. I don't like the concept of bringing someone else and using someone to make another Andre didn't challenge. like it either. Can I think he it's so selfish. I didn't like that. And it was very un Francois like. It was rude as hell.
0: Uh, but
2: she was playing this game.
0: I'm yeah, but I think Genevieve was right. She was like, "Look, you need to get some control here. You're falling very quickly, which can lead to a lot of spiraling. Uh, you're not on even territory with him. You need to show him that you know you're young and could get it literally from anywhere. Like you're beautiful, you're talented. Go do it." But poor and Andre did not. He also, uh, kind of liked that. it a little bit oh, too. Of course, he did. Like
1: he's like, "Oh, you little devil!" Like he <laughs> liked that she's playing the game, even though it frustrates him. But it makes her more of a challenge. Of course. Of course.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked, uh, they give us a little callback uh, before the episode started where he tells Dora, there's a painter inside of you. And this idea that he's always looking for a great artist to partner with um, is really interesting. He mm-hmm. kind of made Dora a painter, but Francois came to him a painter. And I think that's part of his interest in her as well. Let's get into some brief predictions based off of what we saw for next week. <laughs> there it is. Look at that sound. Now. Is it just
2: like white and yellow in here? Yeah, it's, it's like the Batcave. Different. I well, like
1: nice. Purple and red.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Picasso.
1: Picasso.
0: Picasso. Uh, Picasso would make a great Batman. Um, uh, <laughs> so next week, what do we think is going to happen?
1: I
2: think he's going to shave his head.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <Down> to, <laughs> that. No, I feel
2: like um, we're going to uh, transition next into the... Uh, the next phase. Phase of the older Picasso. The next the evolution war, for Pokemon. The war is over, so mm-hmm. I, I don't really see them uh, sitting in that era so much longer. Fair, fair. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what um, time frame that is when he shaves his head and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to see an late end. That's of...
0: mid fifties to late sixties. Cool.
2: So then I think we're going to phase out what's her face with um, for Francois. Francois. Yeah, I think it's like the last of her, where she's just like, I can't do this anymore. And we'll see whatever reason why he shaves his head and a new phase of Picasso.
1: I think we're actually going to see a little bit more Francois just because she was one of his great loves. So oh I really? Think he has. I don't eight. really know
2: so much of uh, the history of him, so I was just. Kind she of did a nice like...
1: rundown of the history of his great loves last year. Yeah, so because she was like considered one of his great loves, okay. I think so maybe she'll have more episodes. Th- yeah, okay, they're cool. going to have like more of a backstory with her. I like her, so I, I'm
2: glad that maybe you're right. Yeah. I was just kind of going out in left field on it. <laughs> so. oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I also think that um they're going to show exactly what went wrong with the whole mm. Fernandez situation. Well, how do you say her name? Fernandez. Fernand, Fernand, yeah, Fernand yeah. situation Part and, lady, and how yeah. it ended because that was his first real love. Um and I think we're going to transition into the demise of Dora, like the official end of Dora, Bedora period. Oh.
0: Dora is around for a while. Uh, she's around until the 90s, so she lasts yeah, longer than Picasso. but the relationship. Picasso, so the end of that relationship. The relationship. It'll be gonna... interesting to see. I know she continues to create art up until her death. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe we do get a little break from her, because I think she could use a break from Picasso. I do not think he's healthy for her mental, like, life. Um... But it would be interesting to see her come later on, hopefully healthier. Uh, I'm not an expert on Dora's life, so I don't know what that cycle looks like. Uh, I think we're going to get into cubism finally next week. We've been talking about cubism for so long. We're very looking much, very much looking forward to that era. Um, if we do get a shade head, that means we're getting into a sculpture period for Picasso. Uh, one of my favorite sculptures hangs outside of the Chicago... Um, Art Institute. Trade Center. Well, there's uh, one at the Art Institute, okay. but there's also one outside of the, um, the trade markets. Uh, it's big and bronze and it's a lion and it's very, very cool. Uh I think it's sixty feet tall. Um, a huge statue. So uh I know I'm very familiar with a lot of his sculpture work because a lot of it is in Chicago. Um so yeah, so hopefully we get to see some new art phases. I would love to see uh Banderas with a shaved head and, and why that when we cut our hair, it's usually tends to be very symbolic or a time of change. Uh, the end of the war, where does he go next? I don't know if he stays in Paris. I think he moves around after this. I hope so, because I feel like
2: most of his life has been in
0: Paris. We just spent so much freaking time in Paris. Uh, so last season
2: we had so many different places all over the place. Einstein
0: was not a solitary man, he was constantly moving, didn't like to pick a country. Yeah, um,
2: (laughs) back and forth. forth. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So we'll see where Picasso goes next week. We hope you'll join us. Uh, we wanted to, before we wrap out here, ask you guys. Uh, We are about a week behind on the show right now. Uh, It airs as we go on. Uh, Would you guys prefer that we catch up? That's something we can definitely look at. That would mean we'd have to switch to a different time slot here at the network. So leave your comments below on YouTube, or if you're over at iTunes, you can leave us a little message. Like, yes, I'm fine. This gives me time to catch up and watch. Or, no, I prefer to watch it and then come view you guys. We're here for you. Whatever you want. We'll, We'll try to find a solution. Until next week. Zach, where can the folks find you?
2: Hey guys, so my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a C-H Silverman 2. And I'm also on The Flash later this evening at 10 o'clock.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram at MinaMakesMagic. And you can also catch me on the Rise After Show at 9pm on Tuesdays. Tonight is the finale. Make sure to tune in.
0: Thank you guys so much for being here. Love your thoughts on this show. I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet. At Joelle Monique, if you head over to Nerdist, right now there is a documentary out about the impact of Black Panther. I was in there with my good friend Sabina. Uh, check us out. Leave comments below. Let them know you like us. Uh, also, if you're in Ontario, California, this weekend, the 19th and 20th, I have four panels this weekend at the Comic-Con. Two Star Wars, one just on Thrawn. I'm almost done with the Thrawn Ooh. book, and it's... It's so ah, good, guys. He's still
2: alive? Then, <laughs> he's alive, I think,
0: right? We will see. I think he uh, is. <laughs> I also have a panel with uh, Jason Aaron talking about his Eichner Award-winning comic, Scalped, and a Duckwing revival panel. It's going to be so much fun. Please come join us. If you see me, say Definitely. hi. Until next week, we have been Genius. We'll see you guys soon.
1: expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.